0: Small doses. Self-help from the hip. Small doses. We're talking that shit. Small doses. And keeping it real. Small doses. With me, Amanda Seals. It's so funky. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Small Doses. It's your host, Amanda Seals. And um, I hope everybody's been having a good one, a grand one. I hope these episodes have been fulfilling your podcast needs and whatnot. Um, so this this episode is all about side effects of the curves. AKA rejection. All of us can relate to this. And I wanna be clear that this is not just about how the curve and rejection take place in like relationships or, you know, in dating, but also in your professional life because don't nobody like being told no when they go out for a job either so we're going to be talking about how to deal with the curve the different nuances of the curve because you got to understand there's all kinds of curves okay we also have a wonderful guest my home girl Brisha Webb, star of marlin and also recent recipient of a curve from drake which I feel like, mm, you know, he really curves himself when he's curving pre-shot. I mean, that's just all I'm saying, okay? But we'll get to that later. First and foremost, y'all know what time it is. We always start the show with a little bit of jam-dropping. 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 We're dropping on these hoes. <laughs> so this week's jam-dropping is an important distinction, as they all are. Uh, we must acknowledge the difference between a curve... And a diss. Mm. Because you see, sometimes you'll be thinking that just because you got curved, you got dissed. And that is when you have a mollywop to your ego and you feel some type of way. And some people deal with this by like crying or eating a lot or doing just excessive kickboxing classes. You know, others um, down a fifth of Hennessy and just go ham. You know, everyone deals with this in their own way. But the reality is that you may not even really have to deal with it. If you can actually determine first what's going on, because all of this whole life thing that we're dealing with is perspective based. And a lot of times if you can just gain perspective on an issue, it can save you from having to do a lot of BS to get to the other side of that. You know, it's like hindsight is twenty, 20. Let's get to that 20, like zero to 20 real quick, as opposed to like all these other steps where we're like, ooh, I'm going to have to apologize to a couple folks for that. Mm hmm. So a curve versus a diss. Where do we begin? Let's let's first start with what a curve is. Okay? The curve is simply just I'm not interested. Okay? And there's absolutely like an opportunity to say that. You don't have to be interested in everybody. And there's this like saying, there's this like There's this idea that feel that says that like you have to basically just be acceptable of of everybody. But the reality is is that it's just not the case. I mean, listen, I've had guys holler at me who are really nice guys, but I'm not interested in their penis. If I am not interested in your dick, we are just friends. That's it. And it's not a diss. It's just a curve. It's just like that's not the path I'm on. We curving. okay? we're curving and you can do that in a way that's respectful that doesn't have to shade somebody listen I had a friend show up at my house one time okay with flowers he showed up with a bouquet of flowers and he was like you know I'd really like to like you know take this to like beyond a friend level and I was like but aren't you currently like fucking somebody and he's like well yes and I'm like but I like know the person you're sleeping with like you're not a couple but there's consistent like fuckology happening And he's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, so you're coming to me while you are you were probably in her yesterday. How does this work? And he's like, well, I would then if you said that you want to move forward, I would then start the process of shutting that down. And I'm like, I am not your lily pad, bruh. Like, that's not going to work for me. I'm not cool with that. And by the nature of the fact that you went about it this way, lets me know that that's not really the road I want to go down. And that's it. That was the curve. That was that. We still remained friends. No problem. I, too, have been curved by a friend. Yes, I had a friend, and I was like, listen, I'm in love with you. Them's are the breaks. (laughs) These are the facts. And he was like, well, (laughs) I am in love with you, too. I'm like, great. He's like, gotcha, bitch. I am, however, damaged. I'm damaged, and I just want to not ruin a friendship um and so i just feel like you know like we shouldn't go down that road and i was like you know what i feel you and this is why i felt him i was not i did not feel disrespected by this because he simply spoke his truth to me and it was like if someone tells you they're damaged and that they don't want to go down the road with you believe them don't argue them down on that believe them you say you're damaged you're right you know you better than i know you i am not taking this as a diss this is simply a curve and it's fine He then proceeded to try to kiss me, which, by the way, you can't curve than kiss. All right. Let's also like make that clear. You can't do a curve kiss. All right. It's just it's not cool. It's very disconcerting for the mind and the body and the soul. So you can't do that. So all I'm saying is when it comes to the curve, it's simply someone just stating to you like, hey, this is not really the best thing for me or maybe it's not the best thing for you. And here's why. And it's done in a respectful way. And there's that now. Then there's the diss. The diss. The diss is when someone is straight up disrespectful about the curve being given. And uh, and typically it's only reserved for when the approach itself was disrespectful. You know, like, you sometimes don't have to be, for the most part, you don't have to be disrespectful. But sometimes if someone like comes at you sideways, you're like, oh, I can't just politely curve you. I have to actually like diss you. Cause I need to make it very clear that there's like no options or opportunities in this situation. Now you'll see, like, when you're walking down the street and the dude cat calls at you, and you'll be, you know, you might say, like, no, thank you. And they'll be like, fuck you, bitch. And it's like, damn, I just I curved you. That's all I did. I curved you. It shouldn't be that deep. But sometimes they'll come at you that when you're walking down the street and be like, I had a guy who was like, Yeah, I bet smell right. No, that's disrespectful. So I can't counter that with a kind curve. I got to come back at you, meeting you where you are. And basically I said something to the effect of, you know, I would never allow your nose even remotely close to the the, the smell site. Um, but in which which he was, you know, of course, admonished by. But the reality is, is that a diss is when someone goes to the point of disrespecting you in the curve. And I think that we really need to acknowledge the difference between that because what happens is people get curved and they feel like they were dissed simply by being curved. And then that leads them to go on disrespecting other people based on that. You know, I know a lot of guys who are like, I got curved and so now I'm done being a good dude. I'm done being nice. I'm done being kind. And they feel like now because they were curved that they have a right to disrespect women in the future by treating them like nothing. And I feel like that is absolutely not necessary. And I'm not even saying that it would have been right even if they had been disrespected because you should never let other people's whackness affect your decency. However, it's understandable if that's the case. I don't think it's right but I understand in the immortal words of Chris Rock however this disrespect versus curve thing is also important because you find out about this friend zone business and cats be feeling like they're disrespected if they're put in the friend zone and it's like no you're not being disrespected first of all who knows if we were even friends in the first place I mean this might be an elevation for you to be in the friend zone we might have just been an acquaintance in the acquaintance area you know like the reggae room at the club see so that's the other thing too some dudes don't understand me letting you in my friend zone is actually a step above majority of cats. You was in the you was in the the let out room at the no the what's it called? You was in the overflow room at the church, you know, where they got the folding chairs. That's where you were before. Okay? You couldn't even join in the the getting of the spirit and whatnot because you was in the side room with one T V and they forced you to all sit on you can't even sit in the seats you want to because they're like, we gotta fill it up. You gotta sit you got to keep let's file it in. File it in file it in. No. If I let you in the friend zone, brother, you just elevated yourself. So be happy. Don't consider that a diss. That may be a curve from your original plan, but it brings you closer to possibly elevating to another stand. Or you could simply just enjoy the fact that, you know what? I still get to be in her company and that's cool too. Also, like trust people when they say they know what they want. If I don't want you, like that's not nothing personal. But you also should say to yourself, like, you know, cool, that's her loss. Like, that's not anything that you should be upset about. It's just like, that's the person's decision and you have to understand that if that person makes that decision, hey, you gotta keep on living your life. Now, we live in a whole world of people all made up of different elements that are compatible in some ways and not in others and you have to be okay with that, okay? You have to be okay with that. Now, I wanna go over though some various curves and disses, so we can acknowledge clearly because I think sometimes we we need to have specific examples so that when they happen to you, you can be like, oh, you know what? That's a curve. Let me let me let me chill. Let me chill. Or you can be like, oh, that's a diss. Oh, hell no. Nah. OK, so let's start. <clears throat> First, there's the subtle curve. The subtle curve goes something like this. Uh, you know, I was wondering, if I I just, you know, get your number, take you out actually I have a boyfriend you don't really have a boyfriend okay maybe you do have a boyfriend but what you've done in that situation is you've given them a subtle curve you didn't hit them with the hard hat okay you just basically told them the truth in a way that lets them fill in the blanks the rest of the for the rest of it I have a boyfriend aka so this conversation can go no further now sometimes you'll get dudes who be like that's cool I need new friends Yeah. 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 We can just be friends. And that's when you're like, okay, let's get a direct curve. I don't want to give you my number. I find it disrespectful to my man. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And he can move on and you can move on. We call that the subtle curve. Then you have the diversion curve. Now, I just got hit with a diversion curve recently in the DMs. Yes. So uh, somebody had a dope picture up and I had DM'd him and said, cutie. And his response was a perfect example of the diversion curve because he replied, Happy New Year to you and your family. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. And it hit me like in my neck and I definitely had to let him know like, oh, wow, that curve hit me right in my neck. And, um, you know, what? I'm, I actually I'll, I'll talk about it later when I'm when, when I'm with Brisha because uh, <laughs> she hasn't heard this story yet. And I'm sure she'll get a kick out of it. I'm absolutely not going to tell you all who curved me. But just know nobody's above the curve. Nobody is above the curve. So then there's the turbo curve two thousand. Now, the Turbo Curve 2000 is when there's no conversation, there's no politeness, there's just a distinct no. Okay? I've had to hit a Turbo Curve 2000 before. Someone was moving in to kiss me, and I had to physically put my hand up to block my lips from their lips. Turbo Curve 2000. It sounded something like this No, no. And it wasn't he wasn't forcing anything, but it was just like he thought he had he thought he had read something and he was clearly he was reading Sanskrit um, and he doesn't know how to read Sanskrit. So he misread the, the rhythms, misread, misread the rhythms and got turbo curved 2000, turbo curved 2000, turbo curved 2000. Yeah. Now, then there's the phantom curve, not to be confused with ghosting. Which we'll get to. The phantom curve is the fallback. Texts start being a little less frequent. You know? They become less verbose. Maybe more one-wordy. And in this case, you know, you either call it out and say like, Hey, seems like there's been a change in our rhythm. Let me know what's up. Or you might just be like, you know what? she ain't really feeling the kid no more Uh, let me fall back my damn self you know now I actually hit somebody with a phantom curve and they were very upset with me they were very upset with me and they were just like I think this is disrespectful and I was like we talked for two weeks and went on one date like this is not a level of diss this is not a diss because I'm not ghosting you I have not by any means fallen completely off the map I've just fallen back okay So that's like the remix to the Fat Joe Remy Ma record of the early 2000s of all back, of all back. Um, And I think that sometimes that's especially if you're not like a confrontational person or you kind of don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. That may be like the best option to go. You know, you just kind of start trickling off little by little. They get the picture. And if you act like you don't get the picture, then that's your ego. Because really, it's like you see what's happening right here. You see what's happening. And if it's some new shit, then you absolutely like whatever. But if y'all are in a real relationship and someone starts to fall back, you may have to do the call out. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Why is this happening? They might tell you, you know, I'm just, I don't know about us. Or it might be that they like really are going through something and they just didn't know how to tell you. But acknowledge it. The fallback is not a ghost. And then there's just the straight up curve. The straight up curve is when you basically just tell somebody like this ain't for me. I had somebody hit me recently and he was like, hey, I wanted to know if we could start um, fresh. And, you know, the last time we were talking, I wasn't really focused and I wasn't really on my my, my mark. And now I am and I'm, I would love to get to know you more. Now, here's the thing about that. Great dude in terms of aspects. He has some great aspects. But he is not in a compatible situation for me. So it's not like I want to diss him, but I do have to let him know why this wouldn't work out of respect for him. Like, that's the thing. It's somebody that I've known long enough to feel like I got to give you I got to give you the respect of like an explanation. Not everybody deserves a whole explanation with the curve, but sometimes the person does. And I do feel like you have to discern between that. The guy who was talking to me for two weeks and I fell back wanted a full explanation of why I'm curving. It's like you don't deserve a full explanation. We don't even have I don't even know your full name, bruh. I don't know your full name and you want a full explanation. But this man, I've known him for a minute. We've been cool. He deserves a full explanation. And what I said was, listen, um, I appreciate you, you know, coming directly and honestly at me. You know, that's something I really love. But I also wanted to come at you directly and honestly. And I said, the fact of the matter is we just have differences that I feel like would make this not compatible. You know, you've got a number of kids. You live in a different state. Our careers don't really align. And I just don't, foresee this working out in the positive way i could be wrong but that's where i stand right now and you know what his response was i appreciate your honesty and i understand where you're coming from thank you for getting back to me that's it because it's a good dude but you know what the reality is too not every good dude is for you not good people don't necessarily make a good couple Okay? And that's the other thing we have to understand with these curves. Some people really feel like, "But I'm such a good person. Why don't they want me?" And it's like, maybe they're not even in the right place to receive you right now. You know what I mean? Maybe they don't maybe they don't even know how to handle you. Or maybe you guys just really don't have stuff in common that makes you relationship level, but you're homie level. And that might just be where you at. Rock out with that. And sometimes I feel like we just be pushing stuff to the limit. Push it to the limit. And I know I do that, and I've had to really work on being like, "No." This is fine right here. Stop trying to make hoes housewives. Okay. And I don't mean that related to women. I just mean that in a larger sense of taking people out of the space that they have defined for themselves and trying to redefine it with your own decisiveness, taking people out of the space that they've defined for themselves and trying to redefine it with what you think they should be in your life. No. People have to define where they fit in your life for themselves. And then you decide if that works for you or not. We always get into trouble when we try and reposition shit. So sometimes let that curve live. Now, when it comes to disses, ghosting is the ultimate diss. I don't know when, why, who thought that ghosting was okay to do. I just feel like at the end of the day, it is hella impolite. It is absolutely disrespectful and it is rude. And there's simply no reason to do it. I've had people literally like read a message where I'm like, hey, did you ghost? And then just not respond. And it don't even be someone I'm dating. It could be business. It could be a peer, a colleague. And I'm just like, why do you think that this is an appropriate way to behave with people? I don't understand it. I don't do it. Um, Everyone has things that pop up, but you eventually come back and at least say, my bad, especially if someone calls you out and says, like, hey, did you ghost? You're like, ooh, I kind of did hit you with the Pac-Man. My fault. Correct it. But when you act like you don't have to say anything, it's literally the equivalent of talking to someone in person and then just walking away. Mid-conversation. And you just see their back. You just going to show me your back? I don't like it. And I've been told that a lot of guys do this simply because they didn't like something you said in the conversation. And so they're just done with you. What type of petty bullshit is that? I've heard that, you know, it's just a matter of like, well, we don't talk. Guys don't talk to each other like that. So they don't really know how to talk to women like that either. What? Listen, y'all, especially when it comes to this texting thing, we can no longer hold on to this whole. Oh, I don't know how to text BS. Texting is officially here. It is a part of our communication lexicon. And everybody needs to get good at texting the same way they got good at talking on the phone, the same way they got good at doing codes and beepers, okay? And for all of my hip-hop heads from the early 2000s, the same way that we got amazing at memorizing people's sidekick email addresses, okay? All right. So that's that. Don't diss. Hit them with the curve. If you receive a curve, don't let it curve your trajectory. Let it simply Remind you that what's for you is for you, and anything else can go into the wind. D-M-G. We're serving it. All right. My favorite segment, DMT, where we get to connect, or as we say on the secure, we get to connect with y'all and your questions. Now, these questions all relate to the curve and to rejection. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. First question. Hey, Amanda. So this guy I've been talking to for almost two years refuses to commit to me. Curve it! Curve it! I don't even know if I want to read the rest of this. Oh! Two years and he refuses to commit to you, honey. She says, when we met each other, we, he had just gotten out of a 10-year relationship. Curve it. A while back, we stopped speaking for six months and I thought th- that was it, but he came back. You need to curb it. And since we started talking again, I have been laying the pressure on for him to commit to me. And he always gives me an ambiguous response saying he feels lost right now. In his life and his mind is right. So he can't think about a relationship. Then he should also stop thinking about your vagina. You know what? Because maybe he just needs a friend. Is this his way of trying to curve me without hurting my feelings? Oh, my baby. I hate to be this real with you, but he's not trying to curve you. He is curving you. That's happening actively. You are in a situationship. You are basically in a figure eight right now. You're just being curved. Just curvature, curvaturey. That's what's happening. And the reality of the situation is that he has every right to live his life how he wants to. But you don't have to be involved in that wild goose chase. You are chasing something that has no intentions of sticking for you. And at the end of the day, it's like, what is your goal here? If your goal is to be in a relationship, then this clearly Is not for you. He doesn't want to be in a relationship. This is when we have to get in the mind over matter of things and really work on, you know, controlling our emotions, which, trust me, I'm a cancer, y'all. That's the hardest shit for me to do, okay? I could change tires. I could run a mile. I can do pull-ups. Controlling emotions, that's some strenuous shit for me. So I understand the struggle. However, compartmentalizing is so necessary and so real, and this guy right here has you very neatly tucked in a compartment, okay? And you are like trying to beat your way. Out. You're like, you in the back of that nigga trunk. Trying to beat your way. Let me out of this. I want to come sit in the front seat. I want to come sit in the front seat. And he's driving. and He's driving. And you in the back just beating it, beating it. He in the front listening to some shit like, My bitch that and you in the trunk and you hear all of this going on. And you're like, but I want to be in the front seat. And then he pulls over. And he lets you out the trunk and you get out the trunk and you like, what the hell going to happen? What is going on? Why is this happening? And you know what he's going to do? He's going to look at you and say, why are you acting crazy? Nigga, because you drove me here. You drove me to crazy. You put me in the back of this trunk and you drove me to crazy with your circuitous, vague situationship BS. Don't let nobody drive you to crazy. Get out the trunk and start walking the other way and find what you're looking for because this person does not have it. Whew. Telling that story made me sweat. All right, next question. I get curved often because I look like a player. However, I don't go out unless I'm getting paid and you never hear me about, you never hear about me treating women bad. I don't even date multiple women at the same time. I date to marry. Usually the woman comes back around months later And wants to date, but it's usually after the same after some dude has curbed her. Why do women do this? And what does a player look like? (laughs) I mean, I think the player part of it is subjective, but I think women do this. I mean, listen, I can't speak for everybody, but I think that there's also like this idea that a lot of women like games. I mean, we are in a we're in a society and we we basically been trained to like expect that as a part of this process. And when it's not there, I think a lot of women, just like a lot of men, they bristle at like the realities of someone just coming at them directly. It feels like, oh, wait, this is not like what it's supposed to be. And they may not have any experience in dealing with someone who is coming at them that clearly. And I think that that's other. The other thing is a lot of us have been played so many times that when we do see that, we aren't sure how to deal with it and it may take some time for us to like believe that it's real and that's what I think a lot of guys are not willing to do they're not willing to like take the time to demonstrate behaviors that show that they are not the shitty dudes that have come before them it sucks I know because you're like why do I have to carry that burden on my back you do because patriarchy is what it is and it has allowed for shitty dudes to thrive for centuries and they're using the same language as you brother so that's why when she's like you look like a player it's probably because you look like the players that she's dealt with and she's like you know what I don't know about you I don't know if you really what you say you are And it takes a couple months for her to be like, you know what? He's still consistently that dude. Even though I was over here with this other dude, you needed the contrast to see that, oh, you were a real one. So, you know, when people say when when I hear the phrase nice guys finish last, I think what what I always confuses me about that is that, like, if you still finish in the best place, then it shouldn't matter. You're not running a race. So there is no such thing as finishing last. It's simply that you got the last laugh. And sometimes it takes a little longer for folks to really see the truth about people because we do live in a world that is so negative. So I don't think you necessarily have to take it as like a oh I'm I'm leftovers or I'm you know at the back of the pack. I think a better way to look at it is that you stayed who you were, you stay true to yourself, and it just takes people a little longer to see that because you, brother, are up against a lot of cats who are duplicitous in their demonstration of their demeanor and disposition. Next question. Hey sis, I still haven't perfected the curve with guys I'm trying to do business with. Ooh, this is a good one, a business one. Most times, once I curve them, the business with them goes away. Mm. What's the most effective and efficient way? (sighs) This one is a doozy. Because some of y'all might not like what I have to say because you're going to feel like it's like buying into sexual harassment. Um, And sometimes I absolutely agree with you that you have to just be like, get the hell out of here and keep it moving. However, sometimes you got to like kind of beat people at their own game. And I'm not saying that you lead people on. But what you do have to do sometimes is very deftly divert them without necessarily knocking them down. And the thing about that is that it does actually take like a certain level of skill in order to do it. Because it's like, why do I even have to like use my brain to do this? Why do I even have to like think about these other tactics? We do because the reality is these guys have been doing this shit for a really long time. When I was in hip hop, my way of dealing with this was with jokes. That's how I ended up being a comic because I literally just ended up having to find the comedy in the situation to divert these dudes from what they thought they were doing to get them laughing to then bring it back around to what I needed it to do needed it to be. I think that sometimes you end up on a dupe date. I call it a dupe date because you thought you was on a business meeting and you got duped into a date. And next thing you know, a nigga ordering wine and asking you, "Do you prefer, you know, a uh, a uh, uh, a Bordeaux uh, or a Sauvignon Blanc?" And you're like, "I I'll have a Sprite." Um, I thought we were talking business Um, and I think that there's so there's actually like there really is a nuance like don't let yourself be taken out on business dinner dates you know it's like always meet for coffee day date day day meetings or at or meet at somebody's office. You know, we need to meet in an office setting. And I think that that sends the message without shooting them down. When these guys are like taking the business away, when you shoot them down, I think what it really is more so is them removing their hurt ego from the situation. And a lot of it is just like figuring out you're you're like, damn, I got to stroke these ego. Like who wants to do it? I, I feel you. I absolutely feel you. But we are still in this situation. Look at all this me Too times up. We're still in this world where women are constantly having to deal with men's egos as it relates to them objectifying us, which is amazing. Right. It's it's a similar situation with like white tears in relationship to being 100 about racism. The reality the reality is, is that there's no easy way to deal with this. I think when it boils down to it, you have to be 10 steps ahead of them in how you can avoid even getting in that space. So like I said, determine where you're going to meet and make it clear from the beginning that you are about the business of things. Don't even let it get beyond any conversation of business. And when it does, you steer it back. You steer it back. Yeah. You know, so um, I think you'd really be great in this part. Um, and uh, I would love to talk to you about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cause And that's always, you see how that, see what that, you see how my voice went? It went into hollow zone. This was business zone and then it dropped down to hollow zone. And all of a sudden, you heard the quiet storm playing behind you and like new edition Can You Stand the Rain came on. And next thing you knew, you was all of a sudden like on a bearskin rug trying to talk about business with somebody who has a bottle of baby oil next to him. And you're like, how did this happen? I don't even understand how this happened. You let it happen. Okay? Reel it back. Dial it back, stay on car- Stay on guard, stay clear and sharp, and stay direct about what you're about. And the reality is this, too. You're talented. Like, if you're out here and you're trying to get something done, I will never tell anybody that they got to give it up to get anywhere. I have never sucked a dick in my life to get some dough. It's just never been the case. I've been very fortunate to not be in a situation where I had to do that. But I've also been very clear about the fact that I knew it was going to take longer for me to get to where I was going because I'd be carrying my integrity along with me it's just the facts last question last last question let's see what it is so I've been told that I'm too picky. I shoot for the stars instead of just settling. I consider myself a catch, but at times feel like I'm a guy who comes off a bit too strong. I get that you're an amazing guy or too nice. I don't really want to change who I am, but I see when I'm an asshole, I'm not getting the curve. How does one handle that? I think that for nice guys, y'all be thinking that you're being assholes when really you're just playing your cards a little closer to your chest. And so what a woman I think when you think you're not getting curved because you're being an asshole, really what you're receiving is somebody who's just like letting a little bit more time go by um, to get to know you. And I said this earlier in the DMTs. Like, when the good guys are like, why am I getting curved except when I'm an asshole? It's, it's not about being an asshole as much as it's about just like not laying your cards all out on the table so quick. Because some people don't know how to handle that. And you got to know your audience. Like I'm somebody who can handle that, especially if I'm feeling you. And we should know if we're feeling each other. And that's the thing. Some guys I feel like aren't, they're not reading their audience. They're not reading the room. Like I had a guy talking to me on text and like within five Of talking, he started dissing another woman because of her body. And I'm like, You're not reading your audience. If you had done any basic research on Amanda Seals, you would know that she is not here for that. She ain't having it and she's not going to talk about it. And that was done. He got curved to the left, to the left. This guy here in this DMT, he's like, I'm a nice guy and I get I'm too nice. I think what it is maybe is that you are coming on too strong, like they said. And the question becomes, What does coming on too strong mean? Does it mean that you are hitting them up to a lot or you are expecting like them to give you responses very quickly um in terms of emotional responses that they may not have developed yet um what's other what's other versions of coming on too strong coming on too strong can mean like physically coming on too strong like you know like i'm not ready to kiss you yet or i'm not ready to smash yet shit i mean i had a dude within two days of knowing him was like why haven't we fucked you're coming on too strong You're coming in hot, buddy. Pull up, pull up. And I know that I've had guys where it's like they're coming on too strong simply because I just haven't developed the feelings for them yet that they have for me. And I've had situations where guys have been like, You're coming on too strong because they haven't developed the feelings that I have for them. It's a timing game, timing isn't just about like, meeting somebody at the right time in their life timing is also about like you and another person riding the same wavelength to get to the same goal and you know if you feel the person and you feel like maybe there's something more there then you can adjust but sometimes it's like you know what <sighs> I'm on this wave I'll catch you on the next one and that's that don't change who you are change who you're talking to people I- So, on this episode of Small Doses, our theme is the curve and uh, <laughs> side effects of the curve. But we have my friend and someone who is naturally curvy. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> We're just a snack, <laughs> Miss Brisha Webb. Hi. You know, star of Marlon, yes, stage and screen, stand up, songstress, you know. actress. Home just out girl here. mother to little foot thank you so much shout out to little yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so Brish, Mm-hmm. on people I like I always like to tell people why I like them so one of the reasons why I like me some Breeche. okay is because outside of your artistic abilities you know you're my boo mm-hmm. the homie but when you perform I feel like you I never even though I know you so well I never feel like I'm watching bresha. The really? acting, never. The acting is like, it's always consistent. And that's not always the case with comedy, right? Because yeah, a lot of times with comedy, you're like, oh, I, you know, it's I'm watching my homegirl because I know her point of view. I know her, her, humor, her humor. So you see that. And with you, it's never like that. I feel like I'm always watching a full-on character. Thank you. And that's whether you are like performing on stage or performing on TV or in a movie, et cetera. And you always have a, I don't want to use the word bubbly. There's a joviality. Mm-hmm that you bring that is unique to you. And thank it's not you. like Shucky or Jivey. You know what, thank you for
1: saying that because a lot of people are like, oh my god, you're just so much. Or, you know, people might say that. That's because y'all ain't enough. Okay, okay, I'm just shining my light. Yeah.
0: That's all. Just we'll being see. myself. I don't know how we ended up in the color purple. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just shining my light. It goes in and out, so mm-hmm. just be prepared. It's going to rain on your head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, boo. Um, yeah, you know, and that's so why I, I want you to know that. Um, and also, you nice. know, me and Breach, we be talking about just like this business. Mm-hmm. And these men's. we met in an audition room. Yes, we did. We met and I've been wanting room. to meet you. I have been waiting just. Well, I had just got to <laughs> It was waiting. Y'all ain't seeing the double dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, nothing. An- I like her. Well, I had just moved to LA and like there was your name was just echoed from the good people I met. Aww. And it was like, oh, she's a part of the Good People Network. And we were sitting in the we were sitting in the waiting yes, room for Marlon. From yes. yes. And you were there and I was like, Are you Rachel? And you're like, Yes. I'm like, you're Amanda. Yes. And we've been homies ever since. Ever since, ever since. Now, the curve doesn't just happen with men in relationships or you know just breaking you know breakups etc the curve also happens in professional life especially for us in entertainment Mm -hmm. we make a business a practice out of dealing with being curved (laughs) And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because mm-hmm. you're somebody who came out to L.A. from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You went to thank school. Thank you for, for saying it right. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baltimore. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> What's the other Baltimore word? To Two and two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So you came out here. You went to school for acting and then you started to pursue it. And I would love to hear from you just like how you handled the curvery because you're not going to just pop immediately. And I get people who hit me in DMs all day long like, what's your advice for getting into acting? What's your advice for getting into the arts? And part of it to me is, first of all, learn how to handle a no. And so I would love to hear from you like how you handled that.
1: Oh, wow. Let's go back to the story of Brisha.
0: <laughs> we can go all the way back. Chapter to one. Chapter one. <laughs> Book of Genesis. Book of middle school, high
1: school, my whole entire life of the curve. You know, I grew up being different from my whole family, you know, I In what way? Well, I mean, I was always this way. Bubbly. I'm from Baltimore City. Yeah. You know, everybody is hard. It's snowing. Yes. It's...
0: Yeah, people you know, getting people, shot on the streets. Yeah,
1: people are getting shot on the streets. And I'm just this bubbly light, <laughs> yeah. you know, that just loves to make me, people giggle. And people just aren't here for that sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just so used to people not being able to... You know, really receive me in the right way. Yeah. And then just fall in love with me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was the outcast. I went to school with uh, Carmelo Anthony. And went to middle school. I went to all black school. I was called the white girl. I was always being curved you know just, like everybody was just yeah. like that little girl breach is crazy i would show up to school with tutus on and dance and do all the what? assemblies <laughs> black butterfly for black history month yes you know uh someday we'll all be free you can count on Taking me yeah me someday. someday i would be right oh. there doing a lunch <laughs> and a wave hand <laughs> with an angel dress anything at church i was ready to perform right so i didn't care that people didn't received me or wanted me to be who I was. My mom just raised me to just be myself. So you were above the curve. I was above the curve. So That's I hard really, to do. it's hard to do. And my mom, you know, I was always different. So she would, you know, I would say I wanted to be in the TV and, you know, she would take me to auditions and I would book That's some dope. things. She, and encouraged. She, didn't, she encouraged it because she was a dancer her whole life. So she was like, I knew you were going to grow up to be a little different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I grew up with just no's and being okay with no, yeah, you know, and um, high school being curved by guys and me just going, I just wanted to say hello, (laughs) you know, I was always this person, you know, so, you know, when I moved to LA, and I just didn't really care if people didn't accept me for me, I'm still getting adjusted to, I'm a grown woman, and I have to now be single and deal with Mm. You know, the curvature of it all. Yeah. You know, and now that people can see me, you know, but even in the business, you know, the first yes I got was my first audition. Praise God. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Lifetime. And I got Taft Tart lead in and everything like that. But you get so many no's and you get curved. But I was just so, I was so okay with it because I was like, every no is going to move me to another yes. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and everywhere I go, I made fans. Because I was so optimistic with everything, I was like, "Okay, you don't want me, but you know, someone else is." And I don't get really emotionally invested in any project. Say that. There we go. I now don't get emotionally. I don't get emotionally invested in my auditions. Like, I might really want it. I might pray for it. But I also know that God has a plan for me as well, and so I also just trust the wave of His, of His path for me.
0: But I love you saying that you don't get emotionally invested in the auditions because... There's such a deeper thing to that because, like, when you get and when you attach emotion to something, mm-hmm. you know you're now you're almost like giving control to,
1: to this the project p- that is not
0: that doesn't y- care about doesn't you. care
1: about you doesn't have any emotions for you, you know. And things change so many times. Like, I remember my first really big audition. I was up for True Blood for Rutina's role oh, for wow. um, yeah. Tanya or yeah that role, and that was like a last minute thing. They had been re- recasting that like twice. And so, last minute, my agent asked me, and I was so green. Oh, my God. I was just a baby. And they said, put yourself on tape. Alan Ball wants to see some new girls just to give it a fresh new take for the testing. I didn't even know what testing meant. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm just going to show up and blah, 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 blah. My best friend, Jessica, we lived together. Yes. Yes! Shout out to Jessica Emanuel. We were roommates and... She put me on tape, and we just were making fun of this character. Like, I was just like, what happens if I'm going to do this at Walmart, and I'm just this, you know, girl in New Orleans? <laughs> my, one of my close girlfriends is from New Orleans. I got her accent down. Nice. I really walked in, and these people believed that I was really from New Orleans. And I did not stop talking like I was from <laughs> New Orleans, and I was talking like this, and they were like, wow. We found a real one. Yeah, you know she's so original, and he authentic. was so in- authentic. And Alan Ball was like, "Wait a minute, so you are really from New Orleans?" And I was like, "Yeah, really." Yeah, I went up there just lying and everything. <gasps> and so he was like, "Come back later," and he was like, "Dress up, you know," like and the character. like the character. But I didn't get dressed up like the character. I just went dressed up in my best outfit, um... which was a suit. Okay. So I went dressed up in front of all these HBO execs. In a suit, because
0: <laughs> my manager told me to dress uh, up. To
1: dress, and this was my most expensive outfit. Yes, tailored, yeah, tailored. So I went in there with my business suit. Oh my god, to play this New Orleans cash register. Oh. Uh, you know, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that was that was a huge curve. <laughs> and, OK, so I'm new to I'm not new to this, i true, true to this. Is. OK, yes. So like, seriously, listen, I love being laughing stock. So anyways, you know, I walk in and, you know, I sit down and they're looking at me like, so why are you here? And I was like, I came in my most, you know, I did the Well, first of all, they didn't laugh at me first. They just were like, OK, I came in ready. I uh, did the whole audition. And they said, "Brisha, have a seat. And I said, okay. They said, so tell us about yourself. And I was like, well, you know, I just came here. I graduated not too long ago, blah, 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 blah. They said, so why are you in a suit? I said, <laughs> y'all told me to dress up in my most nicest outfit. And this is it. This, I got this from H&M. <laughs> I, this is when I used to buy stuff from H&M. Yes. And mm-hmm, I said, you know, over. I spent all my money on this suit and this is what y'all get in a day. And right. they just bust out laughing. And they said, we didn't mean dress up in your nicest outfit. We said dress up as the character. Oh, And I said, oh, well, then I should go and get my outfit on that I wore for the for the tape. Yes. And they said, yeah. Yeah. But we love what you did, though. <laughs> and that was so authentic. And it, you, it worked in my favor because they felt even more in love with me. Right. You know, I didn't get the part, but, you know,
0: but it you was, got their hearts. I got their you hearts. You didn't get the port. I
1: didn't get the port, but, but I got, you got their, their hearts. hearts. And I got all the way to the end of the thing. And the casting director said, are you really from New Orleans? <laughs> and I said, girl, no, I'm it's from Baltimore." Huh? <laughs> they were like, oh. You know, but it was great. Tina and I, we laughed about it. We prayed about it before she went in. And I think it went to the most amazing person yeah. ever for the role. I wasn't ready. But, It was a great experience.
0: Yes. And that was a curve that led you on the path. Listen, it told me that I was good enough to get that far. Yes. It was a blessing. Now, uh, we have a segment on the show called That One Time. (laughs) And we're going to get into it. Oh, God. That That One one time. Time. So you know, in this uh, this theme of the curve, you know, we talked about the beingness of things, mm-hmm. but you were famously curved mm-hmm. uh, by someone who, by the way, you you won't tell him he ain't got no right to curve no body. <laughs> now I don't know if y'all know, but at. A Golden Globe event. Brisha, it was a Netflix part. Yes, Blisha was among the VIPs. No, yes. You looked splendiferous. I it was a lot lace of It corset and number. I money on my Yes, outfit. you were all together put together. Thank you. And she. Heard her favorite song, come on, mm-hmm. one dance. I need that one Well, it wasn't even that song.
1: It was, it was. She lives in my lap by outcast Oh, you know that? back in the day, mm-hmm. that was my jam She,
0: she lives in my lap. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful song. So Bree saw Aubrey Graham. Yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. Dre. Drizzle. Uh, Drizzle. <laughs> Dreezy. Dreezy. Oh, yeah. Drizzle. Founder Drizzy. of OVO. Prayer yeah. hands emoji tattoo. Mm-hmm. Standing on the side. <laughs> and she approached him yeah. for a dance. Yeah. And he curved you. Yes. On tape. Yeah, I didn't even know I was
1: being filmed, okay? <laughs> I did not even know until I woke up and somebody was like, you're on Shade Room. And then a million people have seen it.
0: I mean, listen, a public curve is a doozy. A doozy. Um, now, you you can we talk about, though, like, you said you didn't get to have a moment. <laughs> 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 I mean, I think that at this point in our lives, we're, like, so grown that we're just, like, How how dost thou curve? Yeah. Me.
1: How but you know, I'm so used to the curve. (laughs) You know, so I was like, I don't even really like Drake's cool, but like I know a couple people that are just like, Yeah, Drake. You know, I'm so but really I was just there and I was just dancing around. I said, Oh, Drake's there. Let me just see if he'd like to dance. He's got that song. Yeah. why not and, and he, go, was just standing he was there. just standing there he wasn't really DJing on a turntable like you do you know <laughs> he was, okay shout out to you I see what DJs do he was pressing enter on a playlist he wasn't doing shit so I said maybe he would like a dance and I'm not throwing my butt on him I just wanted a little two-step no, and you really approached yes. like hey you I'm wanna... a lady yeah I'm a lady so he flung me away like a he did I didn't like that hand motion listen when you're dealing with <laughs> when you're dealing with you know I I won't say what that
0: was, but you know, <laughs>
1: God bless him. But fill in the blanks, fill in the You know, and you can say no.
0: I say no to people all yes, the time. Yes, because there's a difference between a curve and a diss. We yes. talked about it earlier in the mm-hmm. show. There's a curve and a diss. You know, a curve, a, a diss is disrespectful. Yes. A curve is a polite decline. Yes, a polite decline. However, sometimes I'm just like, you are in no position to politely decline me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, and he was like, he smiled really quick and then went back to work. And so that's why I didn't think it was a big deal. Okay. I just was like, oh, he doesn't like to dance. So. You know, <laughs> but so. But the end. The internet's
0: making a big deal. The
1: internet is like, she thirsty. You know, exes are texting me like, I didn't know what would come down to this. I'm like, y'all, come. This has just been, but you know, God, he used it for my good. (laughs) Got my followers (laughs) up. I'm in three digits. you? You know, that stuff don't mean shit to
0: me. But hey. I'll accept. Elevation Nation. I can't wait to be <laughs> there though, because what's gonna happen yeah. is what always happens: mm. the turnaround, and then oh ha! ha ah. Let's film it now. I'm gonna dance with her. Let's film it. I can totally see it. I'm not even here for it though. No, like you was, absolutely not. I'm not but here. I will be right there. <laughs> I will be right there. Like <laughs> yeah, I will be right there cackling. Thank you, babe. Cackling. Thank I love you. because listen, the curve. You know, receiving the curve is a doozy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we talk about in the show just, like, a lot of guys... all, just people in general, they can't handle a curb. It makes them go into like yeah, and catastrophic
1: and tragedy. People places. are so intimidated by just. I, I'm so sick of parties in LA or anywhere where people just are standing there. Yes. Like if I want to go and ask someone for a dance, I'm not going to wait for someone to ask me for a dance. Just
0: go ask. Just go ask. But like, people don't want to do that because yeah. they're afraid of the Rejection. Curve. They're afraid of rejection. No, 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 no. And rejection is a real thing, yeah. you know? I mean, I. I've been curved. I, I recently was curved. No, um, who yes, curved? I, I slid into a DM. Ooh. I didn't even slide into the DM. The DM was already open, and I, I just, I said "cutie" because he had, a, he had a picture that was cute, and I said "cutie," and um, he replied, "Happy New Year to you and your family as well." And your family? <laughs> he gonna bring your family into this curve? Disrespectful? Yeah. Disrespectful? <laughs> and I, I
1: call. Uh, <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> no. Yes. You are wrong whoever you are. Yeah, I I cuz there's all different kinds of curves and I cover them earlier in the show. But that is what we call um That's what we call. I'm but I know that 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 is the the diversion curve. The diversion yeah, curve. Yeah, just to, to divert. Yeah, divert, but also he cares about your family. He, well, listen because there, every picture and every post has been liked since. See, because you know I'm also Amanda, so I replied back and said, "Ooh, that curve hit me in my neck. Oh no, it hit me in my neck." And he was like, "Lol." And then he, I, th- I think that he genuinely like didn't realize that he had maybe like curved. And then he tried to send me a meme that had nothing. It was just it was, maybe
1: it wasn't a curve though. Maybe it's like maybe just take it. You
0: know. I just said cutie. It's not like I said, hey, can we set up a time for us to do? I mean, is he a
1: professor? Is he going to get like, you know, I don't tell
0: you off the record who it is, you're (laughs) going to be like, what? Okay. Well,
1: I can't wait for that moment. Yeah.
0: So, but then I remember in high school, so did you watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, The Black Oh, with The Bachelor? Black Girl. I didn't watch all of them. I watched well, the Well, there first was a guy episode. on there that I went to high school with. Oh, the black guy? The wrestler, yeah. I went to high school with him, and he and I had went to homecoming, but then he became like a real prick, and he would call me Shitty Spice. Because oh. he had a crush on my friend, Kristen, and Kristen was like, listen, Amanda has a crush on you. Like, I can't do her dirty like that. And so he decided that in, he would retaliate by calling me Shitty Spice. And so he would literally yell Shitty Spice throughout the halls, like, Shitty Spice! It was terrible. That's and awful. Then, But then, as what happens, like you said earlier, people curve you, and then they're like, well, but wait a minute, we kind of... We kind of did have
1: something, didn't we, we? love
0: you. Yeah. So then by the end of the year, when it was prom time, he tried to step to me mm. for prom. <laughs> And um, I literally <laughs> curved him via a Maya song. Like people oh. were standing around, and I was like, in the words of Maya and Silk the Shocker, "I'm moving on
1: on this
0: I love Sister Shaka still to this day. Okay, having that baby blue suit. Oh my yes. god, that baby blue. And he was literally just like standing there dumbfounded. And I really like me and my girls. Like you learned the choreography, did yes. didn't you? We yes. Did a kick, pivot two step, and a head roll body wave, and we're out. Because it wasn't a school, remember? Yes, it wasn't a school. Yeah. I and so that's how that went down. And that was like my I, that was one of my my strongest curves to the day. Um, because it it was like you know what this came back to me. Yeah. It was like a boomerang. Mm-hmm. He tried to curve me with the boomerang, and it came back and I got the opportunity and, and you know what days. but this is the other thing I want to say to people mm. if you get curved don't take it personal Oh, no. ever don't take it personal and just know that if the curve comes back around to you you don't got to be shitty either no if Drake wanted to come up and say hey I would like
1: a, a dance with you would you you know I would just be like you know what <laughs> you get you get me seated with my palm up you just get yeah, this. Yeah, you get You that. get this. This is yeah. what you get. I'm sitting. I'm sitting for I'm this one. I'm eating this lobster. Okay? Yeah. Okay? Can you bring me my wine first? Thank you, because I like wine. But that Sauvignon was- Blanc. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you so, wine. you know, I feel like we both survived curves, and we yeah. give curves, because you've definitely handed out a curve or two. <sighs> well, I, 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 you know what? I'm not, you know, I'm always so nice
1: about it, but, you know, if you're a jerk to me, I'm going to be a jerk. But if you're nice to me, I'm going to love
0: you forever. How do you hand out a curve to a jerk? Are you a ghoster? Are you a, I'm going to pull up all the all the receipts and present them to you like we're in a court of law? Are you a quick one-liner? Because I'm really good for a stay up.
1: Stay up. Uh, to an asshole? Mm-hmm. I go straight Baltimore. I'm, I'm really, I'm really. Can I hear something like what that's Oh, like? gosh. Uh, somebody came up to me and they said, you know, um, what was that one guy who came up to me and said, you know, I really like you know your your the way you look and your ass is fat. And I say, you know what, sir? Fuck you for not coming to me the way you would to your sister, or uh, the way a man should come to a woman. You know, I'm a woman. I'm a woman.
0: And you said fuck you to I him. I said,
1: I said fuck you.
0: And what was his response to that? Oh, oh, you a bitch. I
1: said, oh, okay, God. okay. Well, you already called me a bitch, so. <laughs> I guess I be a bitch.
0: And now tell me, what is a version of a curve for like a nice person who's just like hollering but not on not on the docket? What good does that luck. sound like? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, good luck. I think that's still asshole. <laughs> still asshole? <Yes. laughs> oh, good luck. good luck.
1: Good
0: luck. Thank you for your time. Thank
1: you.
0: Oh, good luck. Oh, bless yeah. your heart. Bless you. Because really,
1: I wish you luck, and I wish you blessings. It's genuine. It's genuine. It's genuine. Okay. Truly. Honestly. Truly. (laughs) British. (laughs) (laughs) British. (laughs) Truly. See, I told you we're going to go everywhere Everywhere. today. We're going to go Everywhere.
0: Everywhere. Well, I, I hope that people have learned a little bit of th- a little bit or two about how to deal with yes. the curve. Because listen, like getting a curve from Drake, you know, our, some of our listeners are huge Drake fans. In their minds, they're like, bitch, the fact that you got a curve from Drake is even like something to be winning. And yeah. it's like, no, nobody, nobody's. And listen, the other part of it is this. Nobody is above a curve. No one. And we all need to know that. No, nobody is above a curve. No matter your status. No, no matter your, your sexual choice. Mm-hmm. No matter your gender. Everybody
1: Get is curvable. Everyone's curvable. And I think we need to just unite. On these curves and take more curves.
0: Or or just be like Mariah. And when we get curved, take him to court and be like, you know what? I'm going to need $13 million for right. wasting my time with this curve. Listen, she she lost a whole tour on his
1: ass. Yeah. You know, so, she, yeah, get your money. Come up off your curve. Come up off your curve, okay? I got my followers up, Drake. Thank you. Thank you, Shade Room. Thank you, Algie Smith, for posting something so embarrassing. But, you know, it's all good. It is. It's and, and it is, good. And it is
0: all good that we were able to have you here on Aww. Small Doses. I love Small Doses. Thank you. It's a
1: Small Doses. You're like a small
0: dose. Thank you. Brisha has a little small dose of jubilance.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I make a lot of sounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we can watch you on Marlin season two.
1: Marlin season two, uh, and I have uh, Acrimony coming out. It's Tala Perry's new movie with uh, Taraji. It's gonna be good, suspense thriller. And uh, what is it? I'm in Night School. I'm in Meet the Blacks. Yeah, films, films. Yes, yeah, so we're working. We're booked
0: and blessed
1: and blessed, booked and blessed, mm-hmm. highly favored.
0: Also, a old woman as well. Yeah, I heard it right there. (laughs) There was cotton on your vocal cords. (laughs) The last dose. Curves, man. It's a doozy giving them and receiving them. I was on the set of Insecure, and the hairstylist said to me once Amanda, man's rejection is God's protection. Now, I don't necessarily have a religious background, but I do believe in the simple fact that we are all here on this earth and what's for us is for us. We talked about it earlier in the show. And that when someone pushes you away, they're oftentimes pushing you in a better direction. Go with it. And when you're on the end of giving the curve, you don't gotta be a dick. You don't gotta be an asshole. The curve does not have to be disrespectful. The reality is that we're all just here and most of us, are trying to do our best with our time here. And so whatever works for you, works for you. And if someone feels like you don't work for them, then you say, hey, (laughs) but I'm going to keep on walking. It's been another episode of Small Doses. I'm Amanda Seals. You want to get more of these flavors, but in a live video perspective, check out my IG stories, Instagram, Amanda Seals. See you on the next episode. Well, I guess talk to you on the next episode. It's a podcast.